testing, testing, one, two, one, two, podcast, 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 oh my god, I can say P, and can I say B? B, B, P, 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 oh my god, oh my god, this is unreal, oh my god, my dad is a legend, okay, okay, I'm recording, I did not know that until just now, okay, great, um, Welcome back to the podcast, everybody. Um, episode two of A Human Disaster? I think that's what I'm going with. Even though when you look up Human Disaster in Spotify, someone else's podcast called Human Disaster comes up. So maybe <laughs> might have to might have to see about that. Might have to change it so that nobody sues me. Um but mine has a question mark. So I think the fact that I'm unsure whether or not I'm a human disaster or not means that I am like the alpha human disaster. I'm doing it better than them because they're sure that they're a disaster. Anyway, we don't need to get into it. Um, I'm glad that it's been like a minute and I'm already the alpha human disaster. <laughs> anyway, um, st- so obviously still working on a format. Um, I think I will be for maybe, maybe 10 episodes. Who knows? Who knows? Indeed, indeed, who knows. Um <laughs> words of wisdom there for everybody. Um so yeah, I'm thinking this week I asked some people I put up on my story on Instagram, you know, hey everyone, tell me your problems and I will try to you know, answer them like an agony ant column, but through the medium of podcast. I'm calling it sound advice because you know, you're listening to, oh god, it's such a, it's not even a good pun, it's just like, you know, you're listening to it, I'm not really there, you're just listening to me talk, so that's sound, and also sound meaning good, I'm sure you got there, I'm sure me explaining it made it a lot funnier, um, so I got a question in, first of all, can I just say to everyone who answered that, stop trying to be so funny, guys, everyone is so goddamn funny, and like, I can't work with I can't work with it. If you're being funny, I can't make it funny. Um, it would be like one girl. <laughs> this really made me laugh. Someone texted in, help, my dog is fat. <laughs> and to that person, I know who you are. And I know you have a beautiful dog. And I would just like to say, you know, take her out for a walk. Take her out for more walks. It's a great opportunity for you to go out and stretch your legs and get some fresh air. And you know, be out in nature, and then she gets a nice bit of exercise, win-win. Also, stop fat-shaming your pets, people. Let them live their lives. If they're fat, it's your fault. <laughs> like, it's not, it's not like they've developed bad eating habits. Like, they have to be fed. Like, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, one that multiple people sent, sent in was um like not having the motivation to shower which I thought was interesting um and I think that probably more people than you would expect are having a hard time with just finding the motivation to do like you know everyday regular things because it's a very very hard time we're all having a hard time so I kind of thought what what would motivate me to shower like if I'm if I just don't want to shower like what is you know what's something that I can't ignore so being soaking wet is one like if I am soaking wet like if you if you're in from a really really 
like torrential shower and you're just ripping you like you're gonna want to hop in a nice hot shower and just like wash it all off and feel warm so how do you get yourself soaking wet if you're not like I mean I'm not suggesting that people go outside in torrential rain just to (laughs) just to find the motivation to go for a shower I'm suggesting you booby drop yourself okay you're gonna fill up fill up a bucket of water and just balance it on top of your door leave your door ajar and just forget about it okay and then a nice spicy surprise next time you open the door hello oh my god is it shower time yes it is also if you warm up the water enough and put in some like bubble bath you might be doing two in one there you might booby trap yourself with in <laughs> with a shower there we go there's the surprise open the door a torrential just a tsunami of bubble bath and warm water and there you go you're done or my method cold water a nice little morning surprise if you put it there the night before and you forgot and now you're covered in cold water what are you gonna do you're gonna go for a shower so either that or like if it's motivation that's the problem then personally I don't think I'd see myself you know putting out a booby trap if I can't find the motivation to shower I probably won't have the motivation to home alone myself so I'm going to say just listen to the next few seconds of me yelling to hopefully get you there okay wait I need to make sure I'm far away enough from the mic so that I don't burst anyone's eardrums oh my god what do you what does everyone love about a shower i go into the shower roasting hot okay i step in immediately i look like i'm a lobster boiling alive who doesn't love that i love that i love just watching the skin on my body start to boil as the (laughs) this is so stupid anyway and like okay other than turning red gradually what else what else do you love shampoo slapping it straight onto your scalp feeling it like fall into your eyes and then having to close your eyes because now you are blind you are blind you are covered in like sores and blisters from the hot hot water and now now that you're blind your defenses are down who knows what is in the shower with you probably a demon probably a monster so better open up those eyes again quick except you can't because there is soap and shampoo all over your eyelids throwing your face you know right into that water to try and clear it all out and like it's just I think it's just the most amazing experience ever slipping on a bar of soap landing on your wet naked ass like a Mr. Bean bit I don't know if he did that but it feels like something Mr. Bean would do I don't know if we saw any clips from like inside Mr. Bean's shower but if we did you know already he'd be slipping all over the all over the place because of the bar of soap so why go for a shower because you want to get boiling hot and you want soap in your eyes you want a a, and a surprise attack from a demon you want to fall and land on your wet naked ass and you want to feel clean you want to feel clean and amazing afterwards guys stepping out of the shower putting on clean soft clothes is there anything better i don't know i genuinely don't know probably not so there you go if you want some motivation for a shower <laughs> listen listen back to the best um i don't know 
five minutes of me yelling I don't know how long that lasted it felt like a long time what else did we get I think someone else texted me um that they hurt their back and they're now having a hard time painting their toenails firstly I would just like to acknowledge the amount of unpainted toenails of um people with sore backs guys it's like it's probably the number one issue if you've got a spinal problem if you've got an injury or your back hurts and you just can't reach your toenails I think that that is the worst thing about it um like my mom has a bad back and sometimes she can't drive or get out of bed but I think it's the unpainted toenails that's just like it's just like this too you know like I really like really you needed to take the pedicure ability away from me as well so my advice is to pour out the nail varnish into a bowl and just dip your feet in dip dip your whole dip oh <laughs> you know dip your toes in until you're about like a, a like a toe knuckle down i do find it weird that our toes have knuckles um that's neither here nor there so you know just get a nice a nice coat all over the toes and no one's going to notice that you've missed I don't think anyone's going to notice that you've kind of gone over the lines, if you will, of the nail. I don't think anyone will notice. They'll be too busy wondering, like, how you recover from your back problem so fast. They're going to be like, wow, what does she do? Did she get in a boiling hot shower and just let... <laughs> oh, and just let all of the water kind of, like... I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I don't even I just I don't even know what I'm trying to say but you know the way like heat helps injuries that was the joke great punchline heat helps injuries dip your toes in or get um get a guy to come who has hang on get a man who not not making it better find someone who has a foot fetish and make them pay you to paint your toenails that is my second piece of advice is just you know outsource it outsource the problem with someone who's going to enjoy it and then you can charge them money for it and then it's a win-win because you have money and painted toenails and just make sure they're wearing a mask um or like put your foot through the window or something wow guys give me it give me your questions and i can give you good advice like this i can give you good advice like this you will thank me <laughs> immediately when all of your problems go away okay so that is sound advice episode this is the first go of sound advice and let me know what you think okay great okay okay and now we have arrived at a part of the podcast where i debunk a conspiracy theory with an even bigger conspiracy theory um i'm calling this i think i'm calling it out weirding the weirdos um which is very cool and edgy of me i think i think i'm just a cool edgy gal um, doing amazing things for the world and science. Um, okay, so today I thought I'd talk about um, the conspiracy theory that the Earth is flat. So some people, I actually think this one's very popular. Like a lot of people do believe that. Well, I mean a lot. I mean like a lot of people online. So a lot of people online are very loud about how they think that the Earth is a flat plane and not a sphere. Which like... I mean, I don't know where they're getting their evidence for it, um, because I don't listen to them, because I have been in a plane 
and I've seen that there's a curve to the earth like it's not anyway we don't have to get into we don't have to get into like why on a like a an actual scientific level they're incorrect because it's so much more fun to tell them like that there is a bigger conspiracy theory that's even more crazy than their current one and here we go it's called the (laughs) the worm earth theory or as I like to call it global worming so basically this is the theory that I've come up with in the past 10 minutes that the earth is in the shape of a worm and that we are just a worm like wiggling through the dirt of the universe orbiting the sun gradually in our in our worm quest so <laughs> I literally have this written down hang on can you guys hear this like listen to this that was me moving real paper to get to real writing that I put down on real paper. I don't like to like write things down on my phone because I'm a I'm an artist, I'm a hipster. Anyway, um so the earth is not flat, it's worm shaped. We are doing the worm constantly. When we're standing on the earth, anytime we are existing on the earth, the earth is doing a worm. The earth is doing the worm through the universe, wiggling about. And I think that the Okay, so obviously North Pole is the head, <laughs> South Pole is the ass. <laughs> I don't know much about worm anatomy, but that's that's what it is. So those bits are very cold. And then the equator is obviously the part of the worm that's closest to the sun. That goes without saying. And it's like wrapped around its like the worm waist. Um, so to explain away some, you know questions people may have scientific questions our understanding of the seasons is all based on the shape of the earth so how do we explain that by the way flat earthers how do you explain the seasons how do you explain the seasons because a flat plane isn't going to be exposed to the sun in the same way that anything with a curve is so here we go with Ermworth. uh Ermworth. Ermworth. no worm earth global worming how do i explain the seasons so the worm rotates through the universe as well as curling around the sun. So like we're going around the sun in the same way that your idea of a spherical earth would go around the sun. It's just kind of making like, it's 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 the same motion. It's just gradually, <laughs> it's just gradually turning like um, a hog on a spit. And that's what causes like day and night is when our part of the worm is facing away from the sun, that's when it's nighttime. And when our part of the worm is gently cooking, <laughs> that's the daytime. So that's so the seasons obviously, yes, explained away. So we're obviously rotating the earth the same way that you would think a spherical earth would. So that's fine. Day and night, we're we're cooking on a spit. That's the idea. Climate, like why do different parts of the world have different climates? Again, simple science. The distance from the sun is different on individual parts of the worm. And I don't think I need to say that more than once. Because it's very easy to understand. I don't I don't know why this is so funny. Oh, I do. It's because it's absolutely fucking insane. So why, why does the government and any organization that flat earthers feel are trying to tell them that the earth isn't flat? Why do these organizations not want us to know the real truth? Which is that the earth is worm shaped. Well, how would you react if you realized that the earth was a big worm? Like, how are you currently reacting? I imagine you are having a huge identity crisis. Like, 
our associations with worms like we see worms as ugly creatures and they belong in the dirt and they're just degrading all of these like like they're important for like ecosystems and shit um what's up leaving cell biology <laughs> they're important for like <laughs> ecosystems and shit um this is true they what what there's a there's an official term that is on the tip of my tongue and they just like break down like soil and stuff and like dead leaves they break down dead leaves but it's not like glorious work you know it's important but it's not like really glamorous like no one really cares about worms they're kind of gross like you might get like dared to eat one and you shouldn't because they're important workers anyway like so worms are ugly spheres are gorgeous spheres are beautiful they're like perfect they're like mathematically confusing and they're wonderful they're beautiful to look at and they they look perfect and everything so i think it's like a self-esteem issue like if we found out we were just like we're not even the worm we're not even the worm we're like we're like little bacteria living on a dirt worm <laughs> we <laughs> if we're living if we're living on the worm what does that make us i don't think it makes us like really important and amazing creatures i don't think it makes us cool I think it makes us like, I think it makes us like beneath worms or how we view worms. I'm not saying that's right. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that that mindset is a healthy mentality to have. I'm just saying this is the truth. This is the common perception of worms is that they belong in the dirt, which technically <laughs> from a biological point of view is true. <laughs> I'm saying let's get the worms out of the earth. <laughs> That's another thing. Earth. Earth like dirt. Okay? And that's where the worms are. Like it's practically writing itself. This fucking this fucking Reddit thread is practically writing itself. Worms belong in the earth because the earth is the shape of a worm. And that's literally all I have to say about it. And if you have a problem, no you don't. Okay? Because we're living on a, a long worm-shaped plane and it's just we're just slowly turning like a hog on a spit I think this is all beautiful imagery and <laughs> I think it's wonderful I think it's wonderful that we get to share this truth and that in no way shape or form am I being facetious and I just think that it's so nice to finally get this off my chest guys when you first find out that the earth is worm shaped by the way don't even ask me how I know because I can't even get into it okay if, if I ever end up dead, <laughs> if I ever die, it's because I know too much. And if I ever die because I know too much, if I'm ever murdered because I know too much, then you know that everything that I've said is right. Or at least one thing is right. And then a government or an organization had to take me out because of it. So flat earth is out. Global warming is in. And it's been a, a lonely life up until now. And I hope that we can join hands. <laughs> I hope we can join hands and keep on wiggling. Oh my God. Okay, yes. Wiggle on, brothers. Brothers and sisters and fellow worms.
Okay, um, and now I'd like to do a bit that I'm calling um, demotivational speaker. So if you are not sure whether or not you want to get out of bed or whether or not you or whether or not even you want to attend that lecture or that meeting or, you know, like anything that you might need a bit of motivation for, instead of looking it up online and having an angry American man yell at you, <laughs> which is what I imagine comes up when you Google motivational speakers. I can't say I've ever done it before. Um, I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to say, kick back, relax, and listen to the next however many minutes of me just telling you to not work. Okay, here we go. just need to find my notes. Okay. So basically, I wrote down some things that I think I need to share with you all. Life is hard. Stand up. Okay, I'm going to read this like a slam poem because this is how it's reading to me. Demotivational Speaker by Saoirse McGarry. Life is hard. Stand outside. Yell into the void. Make tea. Throw it down the drain. Underline there. Run a bath that is too hot. Seems to be theme. Boil like a lobster. Capitalism is a lie. <laughs> That's such a funny line. Enjoy feeling alive. Give yourself a pat on the back for still being here. Stay in bed if you're warm and comfortable. Or if you're bored and feeling stressed. Close the laptop. Leave the lecture, team's meeting, whatever. Take a sick day. Open the window and look at nature. Or put on clean, soft clothes and watch some Netflix. Guilt-free. Those two sentences have an exclamation point after them. This idea that you have to be productive at all times is sold to you by a capitalist system and it's insanity. We are in lockdown. Make yourself a face mask or eat two oven pizzas. Just revel in the fact that you are alive. Take it easy. Call a friend. Be demotivated and proud. Stop feeling bad or I'll go to your house and steal your laptop. So that was demotivational speaker. <laughs> I want to talk a bit about that. So I do agree with everything I said there, especially the bit about capitalism is a lie um but I think it's important I know everyone's talking about mental health and anything I say is like at best misguided and at worst <laughs> really bad advice but on a real note take care of that mental health baby you're doing a great job if you're listening to this in my opinion you're already doing a great job but like on a real note, I think it's really important that you don't go to college anymore. <laughs> I think it's really important that you give up on your college degree. No, go to college, but like, but like, enjoy being alive. Go outside, feel the sun on your face, feel the rain on your face, and then go have a hot shower. Experience things. If you're feeling a bit like apathetic and kind of numb and like you don't really care about anything at all, that's kind of a safe space for some people to shrink into when they're having a hard time coping and that's fair enough but also enjoy feeling alive go pick some flowers if you're in a city 
jump in front of a bus. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm obviously messing. Do not jump in front of a bus. If you're in a city, go for a walk in a park that you might live close to or just up and down the street listening to music that you like or I don't trying to think of things oh I have this this thing that I want to get across to everyone and it's that everyone is an artist in some way so like find what like there's something that you can do that will relax you in some way so if it's like getting an adult coloring book and coloring in out like outside of the lines if it's getting an adult coloring book and coloring inside the lines if it's not getting an adult coloring book and just getting some like play-doh and making some earth-shaped earth-shaped worms that can be fun like if it's if it's relaxing for you if it's cathartic that it's like all art you don't have to be unreal at drawing you don't have to be unreal at sculpting you don't have to be unreal at anything you can just make stuff because it's fun and by the way, you are still an artist for that. Um, and I like, I do think that we all need to like stop feeling so guilty for not getting stuff done to the same degree that we were able to before lockdown a year ago. Cause like it's been obviously, I don't need to tell anyone how hard it's been because we've all lived it. So we all know how much of a downer, how much of a downer, <laughs> guys. This lockdown has been a real bummer. We all know how complicated it's been and difficult and it's like just do what makes you happy if it's making yourself the ultimate hot chocolate make it if it's eating two oven pizzas like I said and just enjoy it just enjoy feeling alive do not feel guilty you've earned it you've more than earned it okay if it's writing a letter to your local TD an angry one do it if it's for Sarah Partington if you're listening to this if (laughs) Sarah, if chaining yourself to the front of the doll will make you happy, do it. It's self-care. Do it for self-care. If it will make you feel happy, do it. Okay, you've earned this. You've earned this. But like, just do something that you enjoy for the sake of doing something that you enjoy. You don't always have to be productive. That is a lie. Okay, you don't need to be making other people money yet all the time. You can just be alive as a human being on this worm-shaped earth gently cooking in in the sunlight or you know making yourself an insane frappuccino or all of mine are food related because that's what I go to which is why I have a six-pack um so I don't know what other people do like I'm not gonna encourage people to like abuse substances but also if you want a cheeky cocktail at 6 p.m on your own like do it Uh, call me first and I'll do the same Call your friends, by the way. You're always going to feel better after a call with your friends. Always. And if you don't like calling people, just, like, send a smoke signal and hope that they call you first. Or send them a cheeky text, like, oh, God, I'd love to call someone. Just manifest it, as the teens say, as the kids say. And that's, like, I think it's just, I think demotivational speaker I think she's gonna make a comeback because I have like really specific things that I do when I'm trying to not work and it's not about procrastinating because when you're procrastinating you are thinking about what you're meant to be doing when you are trying to not do it this is about complete drop all your responsibilities and give yourself time to enjoy being alive and to do something that you want to do 
in lockdown. So obviously do not have a rager unless it's with you and the people living with you. That needed to be said, apparently. I mean, not really. So yes, that was demotivational speaker. Um, Run a bath and get into the bath and let your body gently cook. Guys, there's such a theme. There is such a theme to this week of just like letting hot water cook you alive. I, it doesn't have to be a bath or a shower. Just stand outside. Stand outside until you feel something. <laughs> stand outside until you feel something. Stand outside until you feel better. That's your homework. Stand outside until you feel better. Unless it's raining. And then wait for it to be sunny. Okay, anyway. That was demotivational speaker. Thank you for listening. And now I'm going to do a bit that I think I think Megan came up with this. So a big shout out to Megan Wynn who has to deal with my... Oh my god, Megan. The amount of... Oh, Megan has to deal with a lot because I text her all day every day. And I also call her eight times a week. So big shout out to Megan here. <coughs> So big shout out to Megan here. Thank you for the suggestion, Megan. I'm going to be looking at a poster for a movie that I have never seen before. I'm going to describe to you what the poster is. And then, judging by the poster alone, I'm going to try and guess what the plot of the movie is. Actually, I don't have the poster. One second. Give me a second. So this one, I... I Okay, you guys are just going to have to take my word for it that I didn't cheat. Okay. Also, I was thinking about doing a segment called Old Dude Still Got It, where I just fangirl over, like, I mean, I just let me let me know what you guys would think about that. I personally don't think it's a good idea because um, I think, like, well, actually, the I looked at the statistics for the last episode and it was 100% female. So, ladies, text, like, let me know if you guys want me to like try and plan some kind of some kind of riot through this and we don't want men to find out let me know that i will do it happy to facilitate any kind of um feminist right that i can if you want to talk about like lady issue <laughs> sorry i couldn't help it oh okay hang on i'm looking up i'm looking up the poster right give me a second i know this is very organized okay Okay, so I didn't cheat. I l- you're just literally going to have to believe me. You're literally going to have to believe me. Okay, so this movie is called Rebecca. Did I choose it because Army Hammer is on the cover? Yes. Okay, yes. It came out last year. Um, Army Hammer is in it. One can only assume he's eating a woman. Like, alive. But we will not go... <laughs> For those of you who need context, um, first of all, how did you find this podcast? Because it is online. Secondly, um, Army Hammer, like, had a lot of his DMs with like young women leaked from Instagram, and he was talking about how he wanted to like eat them, and he has like an actual like cannibal urges, which is just insane. So anyway, okay, okay. So I'm looking at the poster for Rebecca, and it is Army Hammer. In like kind of a, um, I want to say like mustard suit with like a red tie and a white shirt 
and he's kind of looking to the side and he's he's got his hand on this woman's neck lily james she's looking up at him she's got red lipstick on she's got something that feels like it's trying to be very deep in her eyes you know she's kind of looking at him like she's trying to say something which she easily could be like maybe he's just not listening men don't listen (laughs) i don't know why i said that okay so it's called rebecca and like the font is very like it feels very kind of like retro or at least that's what it's trying to be so what do i think this film is about okay so i think the one i think lily james is rebecca i think that's a fair guess because she's the only woman on the poster and it is a woman's name so i think that she's looking at army hammer and she's like how do i tell him that i want to start up my own like like a puppet sock business sock puppet business how do i tell him that i want to set up my own sock puppet business and he's looking to the side thinking (laughs) he's looking to the side thinking how do i tell rebecca that i my name is army hammer and that i eat women alive no he's looking to the side thinking if this bitch asks me for (laughs) for help starting up one more dumb <laughs> if Rebecca asks me one more time for money to kickstart one of her stupid startup business ideas, I am going to strangle her. Okay, so basically, the movie is about Rebecca, who is trying to start up her own um, sock puppet shop where she makes the socks and she, like, I don't know where I'm getting this, but like she just looks like you can see her hand in it. She's got her hand kind of rest rested on the lapel of his suit. And I think she's like there's something it's very like it's very like relaxed. And that's what you want in a sock puppet master. You want a relaxed hand. So that's what brought me to sock puppet master. I don't think it's quite the same as like a real puppet. Sorry, real puppet is obviously very offensive to the sock puppet industry. Not real, just different. Okay, just different. They, they're they both great in different ways. Okay, so I feel like it's a different kind of muscle that you're flexing if it's like a traditional puppet as opposed to a sock puppet. Side note. Um, oh no, I thought, no, never mind. Erase that. Okay, am I going to leave that in? Who knows? Okay, so anyway, so she's she's running a sock puppet shop, right? And she makes the socks. I don't know how. She looks like a witch. So she witches up these socks. She witches up these socks. Conjures is probably the official term. I prefer witches. And um, she like sews buttons onto the eyes and she cuts out like red red felt in the shape of a tongue. And she draws a line in the middle of the tongue and then she stitches that into the like bottom half of the hand part where the thumb goes. And um, and it doesn't do well. Her sock puppet shop doesn't do well. And okay, this couple moved country so that she could start off her sock puppet shop in... Oh, I don't know. W- where would there be a demand for a sock puppet shop? Oh, I don't know. Los Angeles. So they moved to Los Angeles so that she can start up her sock puppet shop. And um, it doesn't go well. And Army Hammer's character is not surprised. Okay, he's actually full of rage. 
because he's like I told you not to set up the sock puppet shop I told you not to do that and I told you it wouldn't work out but I gave you the money for it anyway because I love you and I trust you to do well and I want you to do well I want you to succeed and because you picked such a niche (laughs) because you picked such a niche there wasn't enough demand for the supply anyone doing economics tell me I'm right I didn't do it but I believe supply and demand is a term thrown around a lot so there wasn't enough supply no there wasn't enough demand okay so no one wanted Rebecca no one no one wants your sock puppets and she's like I'm gonna divorce you and he's like we don't have enough money for a divorce oh my god I can't believe you've thrown all our money away on these fucking sock puppets and she's like don't bring the sock puppets into this army you've never loved me and he's like you're right I never loved you I've been cheating on you with a woman who's making I've been cheating on you with a woman who makes real puppets. (laughs) I want everyone to know that I did not plan this at all. I've been cheating on you with a woman who makes real puppets and she uses them in her talent show act. She's a real ventriloquist and you'll never be one. And at this point, Rebecca is crying. She's crying so much. The sock puppets, puppets plural, that she has on her hands, they are also crying, sobbing just like loose thread coming down from their buttons and like it's just it's a really like emotional scene and she's like I'm leaving you army okay I'm leaving you because you don't believe in me and this business only failed because you were standing in the shop telling every single customer (laughs) who went who wanted to buy sock puppets that sock puppets aren't real puppets and that's why this business was a failure you were looking at them telling them the product was bad and telling them they were weirdos for trying to buy sock puppets. And then, obviously, none of them wanted to buy them. Also, one or two of our customers have gone missing. And we think that you may have eaten them. <laughs> oh my god, Army Hammer, if you're listening to this, please do not kill me. Okay, so, like, from there, where do we go from there? Where do we go from the most emotional scene in all of cinema history? From there, Rebecca packs her bags, she packs her socks... She doesn't roll them up because that would be like suffocating them. She just lays them out gently like one on top of the other. And like at this stage, there's maybe 80. There's maybe 80 sock puppets because she keeps making them. And they've all got like different like personalities and different backstories. But we can't get into that right now. We just can't get into that. There is not enough time. Just just know that Rebecca did go there. Okay, she wrote out a card with like, you know, the way American girl dolls have like a backstory and like so that's what she did with the sock puppets but American Girl American Girl Dolls like took that idea from Rebecca but we're not going to get into that either so she's packing up she's packing her bags to go she's packing her regular bag with all of her regular socks and she's packing her extra special talent bag with all of her talented sock, sock puppets and they are gone they're gone out the door and then where is Army left? He's left with nothing except a failing sock puppet business. (laughs) And no wife. I think they're married. Yeah. And no wife. And he's like, how do I get her back? Because she's the only, she's the only woman who's ever mattered to me in my whole life. That other woman with the real puppets. I mean, she's too good for me. She's, she saw right through my sock puppet act. And like, she's also all over the place. She's a head case. She's like... She's an LA superstar. She doesn't want anything to do with me or my failing sock puppet business. 
and I just want my wife back because I know her and we've built this life together. So what does he do? I'll tell you what he does. He throws Los Angeles' biggest sock puppet talent show of all time. And straight after, so he performs in it himself and he's got two puppets. He's double puppet it. <laughs> he's double puppet in it. He's double puppet in it. And his whole bit is about how he can't make these two sock puppets see eye to eye because they hate each other so much. There's so much animosity after the divorce in this sock puppet talent show bit. Um, that he can't make them look at each other. Like they can't even sit down to talk to see that they both feel the same way. They can't even like have a civil conversation. And Rebecca hears about this talent show through the LA grapevine rocks up her suspicions are confirmed it is her her estranged husband performing his ass off double puppeting it with a divorce bit (coughs) 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 with a divorce bit on the stage and he's crying both puppets are crying she's crying both of her puppets are crying and then she runs through the stage um, she runs through the crowd and she runs up onto the stage and she jumps at him like puppets first and he catches her with his puppet hands and their four puppets are kissing before they even before <laughs> before Rebecca and Army Hammer even get to embrace and then they're embracing and they're both crying and they're like oh my god I'm so sorry guy I loved you all along I loved you all along and that is the main thing is that they both love each other And it's so important to remember that, even if your sock puppet business fails, it's so important to remember why you began it in the first place. Why did you begin? It's because you love, you love your spouse. And that is the moral of the story. So they, they're smooching, they win the talent show, their talent show performance wins an Oscar for best sock puppet performance. Best sock, sock Puppet Performance, which was a new category, and they're just breaking new ground. And then um, Army Hammer uh, returns to the shop, which now has loads of business because of all of the press around the Oscar and the very heartfelt and recorded moment of them meeting again for the first time in maybe a week. And life is great. And they just get back, they get back together. They're living above the shop, and it's a whole thing. And they're just like... LA's best couple and that's the end of Rebecca so now I'm going to look up what actually happens in the film hang on enjoy me heavy breathing okay okay so I'm just looking up what actually happens in the film a young newlywed arrives at her husband's imposing family oh my god this is amateurville a young newlywed arrives at her husband's imposing family estate on a windswept English coast and finds herself battling the shadow of his first wife, Rebecca, oops, whose legacy lives on in the house long after her death. Okay, I think my version is way better. Also, I did not realise that Lily James's character was not called Rebecca. Um, so, anyway, where is the drama? Where is the drama? There's drama... In a sock puppet shop not working. There is no drama in going to Army Hammer's ridiculously imposing family estate on a windswept English coast. Who cares about England? 
Nobody. <laughs> That's funny because um my sister lives in England. Anyway, um so in conclusion, Rebecca, if you want to see my version get made, call Netflix. Call Netflix, send them this podcast episode. I know I'm going to. I'm going to tell them they need a rewrite or at least that I have an idea for the sequel or the prequel. Who was Rebecca before she died? Did she own a sock puppet shop? I think yes. Okay. And that's, that's, um, I don't have a name for this yet, but, oh, I do. It's Don't Judge a Movie by Its Poster. <laughs>